ready when you are, buddy. All right, let's see. Come on here. Welcome to this week's Entertainment Answer. I am Matt Mungle. Always a blast kicking off the week, hanging out with you, and of course, hanging out with my good friend, Mr. Brian Kluger, who uh, is back with us on the show this week. So excited. He was uh, off doing Klugerish things last week. But uh, how you doing, buddy? I am doing excellent. I am fantastic, delightful, and delicious. <laughs> well, you're very illiterate. Oh, why, thank alliteration. you. Alliteration. Yeah. I didn't mean illiterate like you could read and write. I was talking about the alliteration. I you do know. things sometimes. <laughs> I was in New Orleans last week. It was super fun, and I'm sorry I missed the show. I know. Uh, our good friend Susan sat in, did a good job always uh, filling in for you. But, yeah, we talked about you and Fair down there. And that was crazy because uh, were you there when that whole thing with the skyscraper fell or the, the crane and all that New Hard Rock, their building collapsed. Were yeah, there so that? there was a brand new 18 floor Hard Rock hotel going in, and the it all collapsed. It looks like it melted um, the night or the day before we got there, and we stayed like a block or two away from there. And when you just like drive by and see it, it doesn't make any sense of what happened because the building looks like it actually just melted. <laughs> Uh, and it was actually pretty scary because they had like a two block radius all around blocked off. So, and that's like right at the French quarter. So, uh, it was, it was pretty interesting to see, uh, that happening and nobody knew in town, like, what, what are they going to do? They should do this. They should do that because they were building that hotel on top of like a historical site building already. So I mean, basically, they're just going to have to level that and start from scratch. Ain't nobody want to go in there after what happened. <laughs> right. No, I mean, and, and they, did they even, like, like I would know what they should do, but I just wonder if they, like, tested the structural foundation of this historic building they're built on because, you know, there was no codes back then, you know. And, and we all know that Louisiana's foundation isn't the most settled in the world, too. Right, right. No, it's – Nobody knows because we've talked to a bunch of locals out there about it, and they it's like everybody's crooked, and it's like maybe it's materials, maybe it's engineering, maybe it's both. But this shouldn't have happened, and it, I mean it's it's insane, and who knows how long it's going to stay like that? Because you know, usually you would think like if a building falls down, it like crumbles and flattens. This literally right. looked like it melted, like on one side, just kind of. It's it's so weird. I've never seen anything yeah, like I, it. Yeah, and of course, you know, all we had was what the footage we saw from from cameras and cell phones. So I'm sure it looks different in person. Did you actually walk down there and see it, or was it blocked off? I mean, we drove like right up by it to like the literal um, blocks, like to the where it was blocked off. Like we were right, right there. So I mean, we were right at ground zero, basically for that and you could i mean you could see it from a highway because i mean it's 18 stories it's a pretty big building and you just see it and it's just it's crazy and it was interesting when some of the locals were saying like all of the the big hospital district in downtown new orleans uh is still completely empty and it's a ton of buildings and it went empty after katrina and they've done nothing to it and i guess the city doesn't want to do anything to it. Like it's just empty buildings and it's an eyesore as well. That's what all the people that we're talking to us said. 
Yeah, it, it's weird. After all these years, they're still getting a bum deal from that whole Katrina thing. You know, it's just like they just got, yeah, they got the short end of the stick on that whole deal. Yeah, it's with, a, every, with everything, you know, it is. But other other than that unfortunate news, New Orleans was a super <laughs> good time, though. Ate, drank, went to a satanic horror bar called Whoa, wait, what? Yeah, so there, there's a satanic horror bar in Austin, Texas, called Casino El Camino. Um, which I love that place. Some of the best burgers I've ever had. Uh, but in New Orleans, there's a place called the Dungeon, which is kind of similar. And so you like you walk down this really creepy alleyway, and it's all red and like uh, old brick. And then you walk over like this little pond, and there's like a skeleton floating underneath the pond. You walk in, and there's all sorts of horror and chains and, and heads shrunken. It's crazy. It's super fun, but like a great jukebox of like metal and rock like iron maiden and stuff like that and just everybody's having a good time that was super fun <laughs> only you man only, <laughs> only you. me i did i did see a great a great live band at the spotted cat uh venue good jazz old timey kind of like prohibition era jazz band which was really good all right now does Farrah like all this or does she just go along because she loves you uh no, I I think she she loves it. I mean, she loves Casino El Camino. <laughs> you think? You're not really sure. No, I I know I know she does. Like she she likes going to Casino El Camino. I she's not a fan of like super gory horror films, but like she does like she liked Hereditary. She liked Midsommar. She likes that stuff. So when we saw the dungeon, that's like kind of like our type of place, you know. And then the Spotted Cat, of course, uh, we both liked. But yeah, I think she. I mean. It was her birthday, so she got to do. I mean, we did whatever she wanted to do, really. But when I saw the dungeon, it's like because it's been open since I think the early seventies, and I was like, I have never seen this before because it's kind of off the beaten path. And I just was like, let's go check the dungeon out. And I was like, oh yes, let's stay here for an hour and a half. Yes, please. So all in, all right. <laughs> all, all in every time, all the time. Yes. Yeah, that's why, and that's why it works. That's why it works between you two. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, speaking of speaking of fun and gore, um, of course, Zombieland Double Tap. Do you like this segue I did right into the box office? Do you like that? I did like that. Um, yeah. So uh, Zombieland Double Tap came out this this past weekend, and I only came in at number three. I was a little disappointed. Um, I really like the new film. I thought it did a, a great homage to the first one. Now, are you a fan of the Zombieland, the original one, at all? Oh, yes, for sure. All right, so so double taps on your list of must sees. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it. Uh, I really want to, so hopefully at some point I will. Yeah, yeah, you need to. I think they did a great job of doing what the first one did because they could have just taken the easy route and kind of just rehashed the same jokes uh, and not really given you much else to go on. But they were smart enough that they took just small samplings of what we love, so it wasn't a rehash completely of the jokes. They took the the jokes that we loved in the first one, pulled them out and gave us little nuggets of those and built off of those into a new story. And so I thought it was great, man. It was just as funny, way more gorier, I think, in places. Uh, they elevated the zombies and everything else. But but it only came in at number three, still behind the Joker and Maleficent, Mistress of Evil at number one. Are you kind of surprised that of that top three of how that lined out at all? Or are you just, you do you then go, well, yeah, that's expected. No, that's expected. I mean, Maleficent, even though I'm sure it's a terrible movie, I, it's Disney. No, and why, 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 why do you think it's a terrible movie? 
I saw the first one and it was horrible. So I'd imagine the second one is just equally as bad. <laughs> so I mean, we I thought we said all we needed to say with the first one, but no. Uh, so it's Disney. It's gonna make money, and then Joker's still doing crazy good. And then you know, I, you would think in October Zombieland is gonna do well, but there. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe too much time has passed. Cause it's been like 10 years, and they've tried to get Zombieland as a TV series and a sequel done so many times, and now they finally did it. I don't know. It, it yeah, didn't well, surprise me, ask, me. Yeah, let me ask you this, and uh, I want to go back to the box office a little bit about Maleficent. Uh, but before I do that, because you hit on an interesting point that I brought up in my review, when the first Zombieland came out, it's like zombies were the – we're, we're a la mode at the time. That's like everybody was talking about zombies. Walking Dead was at its height, and and zombies were everywhere. Has the whole zombie icon of the pop, of pop culture lagged a little bit so that people aren't as hyped about zombies in a zombie land as they used to be? Is zombies like, eh, yeah, zombies, we've been there, done that. Or yes. is it still as popular as always? No, it's not as popular as always. The, the market is oversaturated, just like superheroes have oversaturated the market. Uh, it's zombies from, from Walking Dead. Like, I remember reading Walking Dead when it came out in comic book form in 2000. And it's so good. And I was so excited for this TV show. And I think with even James Gunn's 2003 remake of Dawn of the Dead... Uh, that kind of reinvigorated the zombie franchise, and it was super fun. And then you have Walking Dead, and then just, you know, a sea, an ocean full of zombies coming at you, no matter if it's like zombie beavers or z- pot zombies or zombie uh, cockney geriatric people. You know, there's like a gimmick on everything. And Zombieland was like a very accessible zombie franchise, even though it was gory, but it was also funny and smart. And then 10 years later, we have have had, you know, 500 zombie TV shows and movies. And it's just, oh, God, another zombie movie with the same cast. It's going to be the same thing. So I think just, oh, here we go. I don't care to see this. I could wait till video. I think that's what the case is now. That being said, I think there's like one or two zombie projects that enter the fray that are super good and different, but it's uh, not as many as you would think. So, I, yeah, I'm not surprised Zombieland 2 didn't do as well as it uh, could have. Right. You think we jumped the shark at Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies? <laughs> I remember when that book came out, too. Uh, I No, I don't, I don't know where the shark was. I don't know if there was, like, a shark that was jumped. I mean, like I said, there it is It just a got movie. oversaturated. Yeah, there's just so, so much of it. And I think, like, you know, you say the same thing about superheroes. I think just releasing Marvel and DC movies every few months, it's like, I don't want to see this. And the same thing with Star Wars when they were releasing, you know, two Star Wars movies a year. It's just like people didn't want to see it. Just like right. space it out. So yeah. I think it, but what was zombies, it was way more. It was just tons of stuff coming out. And <laughs> I think it's like, okay, stop indefinitely with zombies. Come back in five years. Something like that. Gotcha. Well, I will say for fans of the first one who still loved the characters, uh, Zombieland Double Tap is worth seeing in the theater. If you want to wait until it comes out on home video, it's going to it's going to play just as well in in your home theater as it did on the big screen. So uh, see it for sure. Whether you see it now or later is up to you, but definitely you have to see it. Uh, I'm surprised that Joker's still at number two. Uh, Susan and I talked about this last week. 
we, we kind of brought up the point of, you know, people see the Joker, but are people going back for a second and third time to see it? Or is it a one and done? And no, is it that many I mean, people still not seen it? Oh, I don't know. I, I would imagine a little bit of both because, I mean, you know, for like people like me or you, or I, 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 I would assume you, but for me, when I see a movie in the theater with my job, I usually don't see it again un- until it comes out on Blu-ray. And there's are there are exceptions, but like with Joker, I want to see that again in the theater because it's it's such a good movie on every level, uh, and I, I want to watch it again. And I just haven't had the chance to. But that's one I would go see again. But I think there's also people who haven't seen it yet, and I think people are just drawn to this movie because they realize how good it is in the performances, the filmmaking, and and it stays. I mean, people talk about it. It's great. I I love it. And I'm not yeah, surprised yeah. it's still there. And it's amazing that like this hardcore rated R, well, not hardcore, but like a rated R movie like this is, you know, doing well, which should tell studios, don't dumb down your horror action. You can make yeah. it rated well, R. Well even, well, even Zombieland, I mean, it's an R rated because of language and the zombie violence. And it came in at number three. So of the, I mean, if we look at it from that perspective of the top five films, there's two R rated ones and Two family ones, and then Gemini Man. I was just about to say that I was just about to bring up Gemini Man. I was like, oh man, Will Smith can't catch a break. I think Will Smith just picks the movies nobody else wants to make because they're like, oh, this movie looks terrible. Give it to Will Smith. And like Will Smith's like, you pay me $20 million, I'll go do it. He's just a nice guy. Somebody calls him up. Ang Lee calls him up and says, I'm doing this movie. Here's the premise. I want you in it. And Will's like, ah, yeah, I want to say no. You know, it's like he's just a super nice guy. And we talked about this. on the. I mean, I saw the movie, and it was horrid. But Will Smith was great. I loved Will Smith in it. He did a great job. But the movie itself is just horrific. No, it's... it's it falls apart. It's Ang Lee hasn't made a good movie in I don't know how long. And I mean, I'm sure they're like, Will Smith, I know your ego is the size of Texas and Alaska combined. You get to play two people in this movie yourself. <laughs> and, but and he, he doesn't really. He plays just one guy. The other guy's all computer you know, he's on screen twice in the same scene. He gets, I mean, that's, there you go. And, and it's just kind of, he's been chasing an Oscar and he shouldn't do that. You know, uh, he's, he's not like Leo DiCaprio where Leo can like fully immerse himself in a character. Will Smith can't do that. Will Smith is more like the rock in, but better than The Rock. You know, The Rock's the worst actor in the world. But he, but Will Smith is actually really good, and he's been trying to get an Oscar for so long, and I think he's just picking movies to get him that Oscar. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, I haven't seen a movie that I've really enjoyed Will Smith has been in, and I don't... I mean, I guess the last one was Focus, like the con, uh, the con Man uh, one. Which, which I, was really good. Yeah. Was that was a fun. really great film. But, but again, but you talk about, you know, he's chasing Oscars. I mean, we, last week on the show, Susan and I, because Gemini Man was coming out, we broke down our favorite Will Smith movies. And, you know, we're, we're talking films like, you know, Independence Day, Hitch, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, <laughs> Men in Black. You know, those aren't Oscar winning films, but that's what we love Will Smith in. That's the kind of stuff we love uh, to have Will doing. But like so, Pursuit of Happiness, he, do, he was so good. I know, but he does it. And he should have won. Who won that year? It'd be interesting to look up and see who beat him that year. 
Because that was a great role. Uh, Even when he played in the concussion movie. Yeah. Oh, God. You know where he was the doctor in that one? That was awful. And then what was it, Seven Pounds or something? He was in that one. Yeah. And then not too long ago, wasn't he in a movie where he was like an angel or a something? And he would, like, it was almost a Seventh Heaven kind of movie where he would visit these people. Yeah, it was like collateral something or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So, I mean, he, he does just... I don't know why he picks the roles he does. Well, but the it, ones we love him in are the ones he'll never win an Oscar for, ever. Right. And he makes... He's made poor decisions. Like, Quentin Tarantino wanted him as Django, and Will Smith said no. And you're just... He's just like, you don't say no to Tarantino ever. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's got his reasons. I mean, he's still Will Smith. I mean, it's still he's still got that box office draw, which is the only reason I think that it's made thirty six and a half million. But that's not a box it's, office draw. That's a flop. <laughs> but Will Smith is always because I went when I went and saw this film. There were so many people there, and I think they were there for the same reason I was. It's like, wow, you got a, a movie directed by Ang Lee starring Will Smith. This had, I mean, it's got to be pretty decent. No, <laughs> it's like we walked. They go, I mean, everything that could go wrong with this script did. It was just horribly written. Yeah, you just can't blame Will. You can't blame Will for that. So yeah, and, and, and with Ang Lee, I, you know, he doesn't sell me on a movie anymore either. So it's <laughs> he's yeah. he needs to do something different. Just I mean, I know he's doing like different things and like different. Like Billy Lynn's Halftime Walk was a different movie, but it was really bad. But it was, but again, they should let him do like cinematography. Let him be in charge of like making your film look good because he can do that. Like the Billy Flynn's long walk and which, you know, it was just, I don't know what that was. I mean, there was all these new cameras and we got to see it in some kind of new screen. And it was even at a press screen. We're like, what is this? So they, but he has these innovative mind to be able to make beautiful films. So maybe he should just have his job of making them look good. And that's all. No, yeah, it's uh, I I will if if I could see Ang Lee DP, I'd be happy, and not director. <laughs> yeah, and I guess rounding out, I, I think we should still be excited that it chapter two after seven weeks is still in the top ten. Hustlers at number six, uh, at six weeks in, number nine is still in the in the top ten. So, I mean, those two films hanging on. Does that just mean that the box the box office has had nothing to offer? Correct. I mean, I think still, people still want still to see nothing. it. It chapter two, even though I was not a huge fan of the movie, but uh, I, I mean, I get why people want to see it, and I, I'm surprised it's still up there being a three hour movie. But, but there's nothing else out. There's, there's, I mean, I was talking, I was thinking to myself, it's like, hey, we're going to do the show today. And I'm going to just go, you know, after we do the show, I'm going to just go catch a movie. And I was like, there's really nothing out that I would want to <laughs> see again or see that I haven't seen. There's like, eh, now nah, to stay at home. Right, right. Prince of I'll Watch Halloween again, you know? Yeah, there you go. See, that that's, thank goodness, you know, for all the, the streaming stuff we have that we can do that. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. So uh, anyway, so there's your, your box office. No big surprises there. And I got a feeling that uh, we're going to be looking ahead here shortly, and there's nothing coming out that's going to even, I, I can't even imagine showing up in the top ten, much less dethroning the top three, but we'll get to those in a little bit. But you brought up an interesting concept and I've been seeing this around people talking about the whole Scorsese Coppola. They're going up against Marvel, not really going up against them, but they just made this statement that they don't like Marvel movies. And and then people just lost their minds about that. For one, why is that even a, why do we, why do we care? Um, 
I mean, I don't care because it's like two like eighty year old guys that are bitter right. who just are above it. I, I don't. I honestly don't know. But like you, you think about it because Scorsese and Coppola. Like Scorsese's never made a bad movie. Coppola's made terrible movies, but also like a few really excellent, some of the best movies of all time. But to hear somebody like them say, like like uh, Scorsese say of Marvel movies that. Um, they're not cinematic. And I really thought about that, and I actually have been going and watching several scenes in Marvel movies, and I was like, How? I mean, this is pure cinematic gold here. Like, there are, there's a lot of talent under every every bit of this. And I, like, I look at myself with Scorsese saying that, you know, when he was younger, making, like, Last Temptation of Christ, a lot of people said the same thing about that movie. And then in Wolf of Wall Street, you have your character snorting coke out of somebody's asshole. And I was like, how can you say Marvel's not cinematic? You know, even with the uh, the best scene of this year being in Avengers Endgame when everybody shows back up again. I mean, that is that is cinema at its finest right there. I mean, with the score and the cinematography, all of that. I mean, it's just so good. To see, to hear somebody say like this, I just think either they're just wanting to hear themselves talk, or they have a different idea of what cinema should be, and I, I don't know. And then Coppola doubled down and said all the Marvel films are despicable, which is crazy to say. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, and I don't care that they say this because they're who are they talking to? They're just they're just talking to hear themselves talk. I think, and I mean, who but are they? It's brilliant. It's brilliant on their end because when was the last time that you and I ever even thought about talking about Coppola on this show? <laughs> never. No, never. Because Does anybody even know Coppola was still alive? Probably. It's brilliant. It's like he's probably like nobody's I'm, I'm not I'm not trending, I'm not nothing. I'm not let me make let me, let me slag on some Marvel movies and I bet I start trending. But Bam. I would, I would imagine that Scorsese and Coppola have not, and they, I think Scorsese said even said that they have not seen really many Marvel movies, and they see like that's the same main mentality as like in our politics these days. I think I think people will say like it's terrible, it's not good, you know, all of these are terrible without having actually seen it or done it. And so I guarantee you, Coppola and Scorsese have not seen all of the Marvel movies, if any. And it's, you know, if, exactly. they, if they actually sat down and, like, watch Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 or Avengers Infinity War and Endgame or even the first Iron Man, I think they would see, like, wow, there's actually a lot of heart and soul and emotion in these. Uh, but, the, but they're not. I mean, it, it's like me sitting down and, and pulling out any, you name pretty much any album recorded in the rock genre in the 70s and putting on Fleetwood Mac rumors on vinyl and listening to it. In my mind, I'm thinking, man, there isn't a, an album that's come out in the last five years that hasn't been just crap. I mean, it's it, it and people are like, pop music today is is so well done. It's it's still trending. People listen to it, but I, and me and my old Scorsese body is saying music's crap. So, and probably in his mind, it is. He's used to the cinematography and the passion of films in the '70s and the '80s, even. And then comparing it to now, it probably does. He just probably longs for the old days. The same way you and I admit it, 
you would rather listen to something from the 70s on vinyl than pretty much anything that comes out today, if well, you're going to be honest. Well, if I was going to be honest, yeah, because the music is what was way better back then, and they actually used instruments and can sing. And nowadays, they See, have, you sound just like one of these old guys But, now. like, today, there, there's no talent behind any of these <laughs> pop singers. It's just them in a thong with an auto-tune and, like, a little electronic drum kit that can do all – it doesn't take talent. Not like Careful, real you're gonna musicians. Be huh? You're going to be trending. You're going to be trending. <laughs> Brian Kluger doesn't like current current music. True. Some cur- <laughs> some current music I will I will like, but you know. But, but I'm the same as you, and I, I think that's why I have to take what they say into, into context. I can't just I can't lose my mind over the fact that Scorsese and Coppola doesn't like don't like Marvel films. I don't care. First of all, if they like them or not. I mean, there's some that I can take and leave. Uh, there's there's moments of greatness in all of them, but some of them as a whole are horrible. No, but right. I can also like, understand two old guys sitting around going, "Hey, these movies today." What's yeah, up with it? Marvel yeah. movies. I know. So Scorsese turns around and makes a three and a half hour Netflix film, which I'm excited about seeing. The Irishman, which is coming out, uh, I'm really really pumped about that. Me too. I know. I'm I'm super excited about that because Scorsese. I do agree. I will say this. He has not made a bad movie in his like 50 movies he's made. Coppola, he's made like three or four great movies and the rest have, are unwatchable almost. Yeah. But so people just need to calm down. You know? No, I but, know. Just like they say it and, you know, you almost kind of like, hey, Uncle Scorsese, Uncle Marty and Uncle Francis, come over and let's watch Guardians 1 and 2 and see what you yeah. think, you know? But at the same time, I think it's, it's brilliant. If it wasn't on purpose, it's still brilliant. That Scorsese has a huge film that's going to be pushing for Oscars this year, coming out on Netflix in, a, in a, less than a month. Oh, needing to be trending, he needs his name out there oh, right no, now. For like, sure. Who's this old Scorsese guy? Well, let me see, let me watch this Netflix film, and see what it's all about. Oh no, for sure. I mean, it's all timed and all well rigged. I, I told, I firmly believe that, and you know, but I mean, as. A journalist, as somebody who wants to talk with these guys, why would you even ask them, like, what do you think about the Marvel movies? It's just <laughs> right. like a dumb question. Yeah, that's a dumb question to even begin with. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But yeah, I think it's all just, you, you're right. It's timing and marketing. It's like, Michael Jackson, I got a new album coming out. Let me dangle my baby over a over the balcony. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, that's all they're doing is dangling a baby over a balcony. That's all they're doing. Yeah. Uh, well, we mentioned <laughs> Scorsese's new film coming out uh, on Netflix here. Uh, it's going to be in theaters first of November, hit Netflix mid-November uh, of The Irishman. But, man, you talk about streaming wars. In your mind, do you mean by streaming wars being so much vying for our streaming dollars and everybody trying to one-up each other or the fact that streaming is just becoming – it's just saturated as well. No, I th- well, it definitely saturated, but streaming wars, meaning kind of like Blu-ray and HD DVD, you know, companies were going to this place, companies were going to the this place. And, you know, our first episode when I was like talking about pirating, it's like that's part of the streaming war because <laughs> – edited that all out. <laughs> you edited that all out. You, why? Um, uh, so it's you. You have Disney. You have HBO Max. Now you're going to have all these other things. But 
only certain your certain shows or certain movies will be in one place where you're going to have to like spend five to ten dollars or more on all of these services and still the best one to this day is netflix no ads premium content 4k dolby atmos excellent interface you know i could say hulu is the same like hulu you know you pay more for hulu ads and stuff like or without ads but you know with all these other services none of a lot of them don't have 4k and it's just why can't you just make the deal with netflix and or hulu so we don't have to get all of this i mean it just it doesn't make sense and with apple stuff i think this the streaming wars have just begun so i'm very curious uh, how it's going to work out. I think the only viable one to compete with Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime will be Disney Plus. Uh, yes. I mean, yes. Apple, maybe, but I don't see that really going forward as well. But then again, I, I, I'm trying to figure out if there would be an article someplace sometime where it has like a list of 200 shows that everybody wants to watch and everybody has watched in the past and what they will be on and how much it will cost for you to watch like your 10 favorite shows all the time, because it will be expensive. It will be, you know, cause I pay between just Amazon, uh, Hulu and Netflix right now, you're paying, you know, maybe around 30 bucks a month for that, which is not, I mean, it's way at least than, than, probably than, more than that. And that's not, that's nothing compared to $240 cable bill. But if you start adding in like 10 more other things, you're going to start getting up there. And there was no reason because three years ago, they were all available on Netflix and Hulu. So I think it's just, it will, part of its greed, part of its, you know, trying to do their own thing, but you know, and and the customers suffer, I think. Yeah, the customers do suffer. And you're right. There's so much because, you know, we still have not cut the cord on cable only because we love, there's so much stuff that we DVR and so much stuff that we still watch in reality world that we just still really haven't got to the point of cutting that cord yet, though we want to, we just haven't found a viable option financially that makes sense. But I will say that you're right. Having Amazon prime, having Hulu and having Netflix I mean, they all have something really great to offer. I'm, I've I've always been a huge Netflix proponent, but I'm starting to see Hulu. I kind of like what Hulu's having to offer. I don't know if it's because I haven't just hadn't been out there in a long time, and I'm seeing some cool stuff to watch. But it's almost like if you want to watch certain things, Netflix has it, like you were saying. And if you watch other things, if I want to watch Killing Eve, or if I want to watch some really classic TV, or if I want to stream the the new season of something, then I have to have Hulu. If I want to watch old series of Rockford Files, then I can go to Netflix. Right, right. You know, and then and you know, and, and everything that I own is Apple. I'm every, I don't own anything that's not an Apple product, but I do not like anything that Apple offers in the form of streaming. So they don't play well with others. They don't like to have anybody else in the playground. They charge too much. It's like you brought up a while back with the whole oh you got to have Apple iTunes. That's the only place you can get this one at director's cut. It's like they don't want to share. <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't make sense. And like a lot of companies are like that, and it's like, oh, it's all exclusive, and uh, it, and and again, that's why there are certain sites out there for people. <laughs> yeah, but I ask you, but I'll ask you this, and I and I said this a long time ago when it was just in the rumor mill about Disney, because when Disney starts their own streaming and they have the Star Wars, they have Marvel, they have all the Disney, they have Pixar, and all that gets taken away from the other outlets. Um, I think that's, I think Disney's going to hurt Netflix more than it hurts anybody. 
Well, because that's a that was a lot of the bulk of the really meaty good stuff on Netflix was Disney product. Yeah, nobody's getting rid of Netflix. The only nobody's going to get rid of it. No, yeah. nobody's going to get rid of it. But it's going to take. But when somebody comes new to the game and they're like, you know what, we're, we're a budgeting family, we can't afford them all. Which one are we going to get? They're going to grab Disney. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps. They're not going to go to Netflix. I mean, if you got a if you got a family with with three kids, they're going and they and they can only afford. They really can seriously only budget one streaming service. They're going to go with Disney, correct? Because they're going to get the Marvels. They're going to get the the Star Wars. They're going to get all the kids programming. They're, that's what they're going to go with. And now, and if I had to come to you and said tomorrow you have to give all of them up but one, you're going to keep just Netflix. Yeah, it would be very difficult between Netflix and Hulu. I, I literally don't know uh, what I would do in that case because there's equally amount of good stuff on Netflix and Hulu. Like if I gave up Hulu, I wouldn't have my letter Kenny. <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't have letter Kenny. If you gave that up, if you gave up Netflix, you wouldn't have some of the great, uh, dead to me stuff, you know, and all the original content that Netflix does or the Scorsese film that's coming out. We were talking about. So both of them are viable. And, and I'm just, I'm thankful I don't have to choose right now. Right. Uh, right. And so and the only reason I have Amazon prime is for shipping. I don't give a crap about what Amazon prime is airing. I don't have Amazon prime to watch anything. Uh, I don't even yeah. know the last time I watched anything on Amazon prime. There's a lot of like really good stuff on Amazon prime. Like, like they've got Jack Ryan season two coming out soon. I can't and wait. My wife, Kimberly watched season one. I, I bailed out the second episode of season one, <laughs> even though I love, you know, I love Jim and I'm glad he got out of the paper business and saving the world. But <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I only have Prime for the shipping. So to me, it's only the only thing that I'm in bed with is Hulu and Netflix and now Disney for for streaming content. That's it, right? Yeah, I, I it, it's it's going to get worse before it gets better. I think, and it'll be interesting to see once Apple and Disney releases and HBO Max releases. And I think Warner Brothers is doing their own thing too. And it's, 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 it's crazy. I know. Well, Voodoo even didn't Voodoo just do their own Mr. Mom. Wasn't that a Voodoo show, an original show? Yes. I watched a couple episodes of that. They actually sent the entire thing. Cause like Voodoo is like iTunes or movies anywhere, but Voodoo now has their own original content as well. And exactly. It's and, and Voodoo is part of Walmart. So Walmart right. owns Voodoo. Uh, it, it, yeah, there's there's all there's so much out there. It's crazy. It's too much. And that, it's too much. Uh, yes, I agree. Yeah. So, but but uh, yeah, I think everybody is. I think what's going to happen is they're going to have to make it good for the consumer. It's like you said. You said it's the it's the end user, the customer who it gets you know who suffers through all this. And I think everybody's going to have to come up with a way to make it easier. You know, if anybody's probably struggling now, it's cable companies. It's the, you know, you verses of the world that are probably trying to find any way to stay in the game. Um, right. And then you've heard like in like recent co- last couple months, like Dish Network and somebody else that doesn't have ABC or ESPN and they can't do football because they haven't made a deal. And like, why wouldn't you cut that cord? I mean, if the cable companies want to stay in the game, you're going to have to you know, do an a la carte system. Like I want my 10 favorite channels for yep. $10 a month or exactly. yeah. And they'll absolutely not do that. So you know, even if you try to do sling, then you still have to get, you can get a package that has most of what you want. But then by the time you add local programming, like for, you know, your local news and whatever, and then a sports package, then you're still paying as much as you ever did with cable. 
So, I mean, it's just like, it, I think people have to get pickier about what they watch. So, I mean, like last night you said you were watching the Cowboy game when the storms came through. I mean, what were you watch? What would you, if you had only streaming, I mean, you just watch it over the air. You can't watch ESPN over the air. Right. Yeah. I don't have an Apple TV. So I just went to the uh, NBC app on Apple TV and they have a live uh, version of that. You know, there's like a live uh, category and you can just press that and it has live TV. <laughs> it does. But then you're still paying for the NBC app. No, you're NBC is free. <laughs> the CBS app costs money. Yeah, CBS does. So NBC has a free app, so you can watch Sunday Night Football for free through Apple TV. I don't know if you have to have like a, a your TV provider somewhere, but you know everybody yeah, shares. Think, yeah, <laughs> well, right. Yeah, you still have to log in and go. Yeah, I'm a, a customer of this, and I have to be signed into my AT and T account to be able to do this. But <laughs> everybody shares. Dude, you're back on the pirating thing again, killing me. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, um, there's too, it's too much money out there right now. And I just wish that three companies or something like that can come together. It's like, Oh, Netflix is doing well. They have everything. We'll just split the money. I don't know. So, yeah. but I also know Disney has a ton of content, so I would, I, I'm happy to pay for Disney if they do it right. Yeah. If they do it right, because, and I'm going to also be excited to go back and you know me, I'm not a, I've said this so many times on the show. Uh, I'm not a, a fan of animation and kids movies like everybody else is, but it'd be kind of fun to see some of the older cartoons and some of the a- older animation stuff and have it there to stream. But you know, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I think Disney's going to do it right. If anybody knows how to do it right, it'll be Disney. Right. It'd be interesting to see. Well, speaking of uh, for Blu-rays and streaming and watching at home, uh, Lion King, I guess even speaking of Disney, Lion King's releasing this week on Blu-ray, DVD, 4K. Did you, did you get a chance to see the 4K version? Uh, yes, yes. Um, they sent that over and, ooh, man. Um, I mean, (laughs) don't buy this movie. It's a terrible film. It should not have ever been released. (laughs) You don't do yourself a favor and just avoid it. Just, no, well, don't spend money on this terrible movie. It's awful. You just, it's awful in every way. However, if only you care about video presentation, uh, it it looks good. Like the the movie itself doesn't look good. Like the the filming, but just like the intricate details, they, it looks great in 4K. However, the mo- just don't do it. Just save your money and buy something else. Anything. So you else. didn't. So you didn't like the original animated Lion King. No, I love that. That's one of the. Then how could you not? This was the exact same movie, almost word for word, script wise. It just used live animals instead of animated. So how could you love the original and hate this one so much? Because there's no emotions in live animals. It's just them having the same face, saying their lines like this, and no emotion, no emotion, whatever magic and. Uh, any charm that the original animated film had was lost in this live action animated movie. It just, you're just bored to death. And I felt the same way about beauty and the beast and send all of the live action Disney remakes. They're terrible. In fact, I thought about you the other day, we rewatched the live action beauty and the beast uh, the other day. And I still think it's, it's just so grand. It's probably one of my favorite Live action Disney films is Beauty and the Beast. It's I know so we'll bad. never agree on that. We'll never agree on it. I know, but 
it, 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 like, why even remake it? Disney, save your money and just release, re-release the original movie because you're, like you said, it's like shot for shot, same dialogue. I don't care. I don't want to see this movie in a live action, stale filmmaking experience. Release the original movie. Even the same with Aladdin. Awful. And Aladdin's a damn good movie. <clears throat> the original one. I'm getting you, you choked see, up here. I got to say, you're getting too emotional on me. Well, see, Susan, last week on the show, we were talking about um, the live-action Aladdin. Oh, because we were talking about Will Smith films. And I think Will Smith's role as the genie in the new Aladdin film was one of her favorite Will Smith roles. Because yeah. she said that she even liked Will Smith as the genie in the new Aladdin more than she liked the Robin Williams version. What? No, what? No, no. Susan, Kamyab, I love you, but I don't love you today. What's happening? (laughs) No. So, so, so see, it's always just, I don't understand how you could love. There's got to be things about it you can love and hate. So, anyway, that's what's coming out uh, on 4K Digital HD, the new Lion King. What else is coming out then? If you if you don't recommend that one, if you're wanting people to run scared from that, what's on what's coming out that you're going to recommend, Mister 4K? Um, if you like the Daniel Craig uh, Bond movies, there's a Daniel Craig 4K collection of the Bond movies uh, that is coming out, and if just the you, just the Daniel Craig Bond one, yeah, just the Daniel Craig. Okay. It's the Daniel Craig collection. Um, also, I do believe. That uh, one of the some some digital 4K stuff is being released. They not in the actual physical presence because they do a lot of digital releases before, um, be, before uh, what's it called before the physical release. So uh, if you like scary stories to tell in the dark, I didn't like that, but you can get that in 4K digital today. Um, also a, uh, one to get a Wonder Woman Bloodline, the DC animated film Wonder Woman Bloodline is available today in 4K. And if you were a fan of Charlie's Angels movies, uh, back with Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore, those are released on 4K as well today. But it's kind of a, not a great, uh, release week for Blu-rays or 4K. I would say... The one to get if you really want to spend your hard-earned money on a Blu-ray or 4K, I would head and try to find the Blu-ray of Bloodline, a movie called Bloodline. With Why Sean, is that familiar? It's with Sean William Scott, and he plays a serial killer like Dexter from the Showtime series, and it is so good. Comes out tomorrow or uh, this Tuesday on Blu-ray, and highly, highly, highly recommend it. All right, all right. So, so please, uh, and yeah, and next week, uh, the 29th, there's a, a, a lot more coming out. But yeah, this week is kind of, kind of a little, little Yeah, it's tame. a slow week. Yeah, it's well, a slow week even any, everywhere. It's even a slow week at the box office. We're, I mean, we're going to talk about here in a second what's coming out this coming week. And it's like, why even bother? But yeah, I mean, it's just, but we're in that, that time where we're going to get a huge overrun of Oscar films pretty soon. But we should be getting a lot of Blu-rays and DVDs, other than just Charlie's Angels on 4K. Which is it really worth? The, is it? Are there enough people going to buy Charlie's Angels on 4K for the studio to even to make the effort to release that in 4K? No, I, I'm sure, and I, I don't quote me on this, but I would imagine Never. that if you buy the 4Ks and Charlie's Angels, you might get like a free movie pass to the new one that's coming out. So maybe that's why they're doing that. <laughs> which, uh, again. If you've seen the previews for the new one, and I love I love the cast, but uh, I just looks terrible. I, I, cringe. I watch that trailer and I just cringe. And it's, you know me, that's one thing about 
you and I is I have a hard time. I mean, people create and spend time creating their art and it's artistic. And I, I don't like to really just bag on people for stuff. Um, if it's bad, it's, it's bad, but they still did what they thought they should do. But I just, I just cringe, man. When I watch this new trailer for Charlie's angels. No, yes. No, it looks terrible. It looks awful. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> It you haven't like, pre-ordered your ticket yet, is what you're saying. Right, yeah, I pre-ordered Oh, my God. That would be a great movie to go screen and get wasted at. Yeah, well, there's, there's that. Yeah, I'm down for that. You just made it sound interesting all of a sudden. <laughs> How <laughs> many times lie. will I think that I want to gouge my eyes out during this screening? You take a drink. Oh, my God. Here I know. <laughs> it's instead of eye-rolling, you just take a shot. Yeah, time. I agree. I'm down. Well, uh, there's not much else this weekend. I mean, Black and Blue, they've been pushing this a lot. We've been getting screening information and press on this and press releases on the new Black and Blue, which is the, I guess it's a, it's a cop crime film, and then Countdown. Both of those films, I, I don't see even maybe breaking into the top ten with everything I mean, else that's out. With the amount of emails we've been receiving from these movies, you think it would be like the next best picture but <laughs> i just can't imagine it being that you know they both look i mean all these movies look not good so i i don't know i uh the oscar season just very much makes me angry because it's a lot of oscar bait movies i mean there's some good movies that look like they're coming out but most of them you're just why do you want us to screen this i don't think anybody wants to spend $15 at the theater on the cheap end to see this movie, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and these, you know, cop films always do good. Black and blue is the new R rated one. It's about, it's set in new Orleans. We were just talking about new Orleans and a rookie police officer and, you know, and so it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it just it screams renter to me. I mean, with everything that we stream talking about streaming earlier with everything that we can stream now and everything else, this should be, we used to make fun of movies and say, oh, it should be straight to DVD. That's not as a bad, uh, that's not less of a compliment as it used to be. This seems like something they should have released, maybe got behind as a home renter or something. I don't know. Right. No, I agree. I, don't, I, I have no idea why this is getting the big theatrical rollout. Um, just because, I mean, can you can you see us talking next week or the week after a back black and blue being number one or number two in the box office? No, I don't. Like I said, I, if it breaks the top ten, it'll be because there's nobody else out there that wanted to see it. Uh, Countdown looks good because it's Halloween season. I mean, it's the PG thirteen about you know these people have an app and it counts down and tells you the day you're going to die. <laughs> these movies always and it's PG thirteen, right? Which yeah. means all the, all the high school kids who are driving age, I can see them going and seeing this. This is one of those that we've seen a million times. It's Final Destination with an app, um, you know, and it's going to be. One of those movies, it's 90 minutes that I think all the high schoolers are going to go and see. So I could almost see it breaking in because of that. But again, how many times have we seen this? And how many times are we going to see it again? And so right. I don't know. Yeah. That, I, yeah I, I Countdown mean, is probably going to be fun, and I'll probably rent it when it comes out. I said rent it. I haven't rented anything, and I don't know when the last <laughs> time I rented anything. I'll watch it when they send it to me. Right. Uh, I hate to sound like that guy, but yeah, when they send it to me, I'm going to watch it because it looks like it's going to be something interesting to watch. But I would never go and spend money at a theater. So, yeah, yeah, the box office next week, I, I almost think we could copy and paste this one, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, and I could be wrong again, but I think it's going to be a copy and paste of this week. You're, you're, you're usually wrong, but I think in this case you are absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> the only, only thing that was switched is I could see Zombieland moving up because we're getting closer to Halloween and where it's getting out and Joker dropping. 
So I can see Maleficent hanging on to one, Zombieland moving to two, Joker dropping down to three or four, uh, Gemini Man dropping way down. We might even lose it, Hustlers and Judy off the list. But Downton Abbey, man, still hanging strong. I can see it back on the list next week. Downton Abbey's a great movie, man. I loved it. It I is, watch dude. that again. It is. <laughs> totally. All right, so uh, so that's that's pretty much all we can offer this week is what they offer us. So, you any know, closing thoughts, man? What you what else are you going to do this week before we get together next time? Oh, let's see. What I'm going well, movie wise, I might go or just life wise. Oh, just, just life wise. Oh, going out, yeah. I think to some really nice uh, restaurants this week, uh, all all in a row. So uh, I'm excited about that. And uh, what else this week? Uh, there's some there's some good wrestling this week, and there was a huge wrestling announcement made today, which was great. So I'm excited about all of that. So I'll be I'll be doing all of that good stuff. Uh, what about you? Uh, you know, same old man. Just kind of seeing what I can see, trying to trying to watch as many horror films as I can because this is the only time I really watch them is this time of year. So you know, like I said, I've been watching. I watched the the remake of. The new Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis, and then went back and watched the 1981, and you know, watched the 1980s Friday the 13th. So this will be the week I kind of just have some fun with some of those movies that we just love to love, you know. Right, and I and I'm, so and I'm be, working you know, on a, a new article, like my my saddest moments in television. I'm working on the uh, the best monologues in movie history. So wow, I'm, I'm working on that. Yeah, I'm, all I'm, right. Uh, we're, we're working on that one, so that that'll be that'll be fun. And I've got some really funny, uh, some really good ones that you might probably don't remember uh, for for monologues coming up. So that'll be a good one to to read yeah. soon. Sweet. Well, we'll get the word out about that as well. So, well, everybody have a good week. And uh, if you uh, hit us up on social media, I know Brian's not out there as much as he used to, but you can still find him here and there uh, for you, sure. YouTube and Reddit. YouTube and Reddit. Look up Brian Kluger on YouTube. Sweet. So they can contact you through that and see what all you're doing. And of course, I mean, High Def Digest is you're there. Can they contact you through High Def Digest or just read all the great stuff you release? I th- um, I believe they can click on my name and have like all the info about me. And then High Def Digest has a crazy big message board and forum that they can. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. All right, man. Well, uh, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. My, uh, Seven-year-old, I know, is excited about Halloween, so we're going to be doing some fun stuff this week, and it'll be good. So we'll get back next week and just do it again, buddy. Heck yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, <laughs> I, I love was like, you. We're side off ever. It's like, well, we just, just kind of coasted downhill and just came to a stop. We just went to a stop <laughs> right there. No, I love it. I love you. I, 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 I Let's keep going. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's good show. It's good content, man. I like when we just get.